0: Back again for yet another episode of Stick a Fork in It. And I feel like I've been on a while. I would love to say just this epic hiatus where I traveled the world, but alas, no. No? <laughs> no, I wish I could say that. But any, no.
1: Any fun summer vacations? Anything exciting to report? No. Taking kids to college? Any of that good oh, stuff? Oh, yeah. Well, that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yet again. Blended family. They're all graduating and going off to college. So we have one left. And I adore her. So it's mm. going to be a fun couple of years. She's got three more years in the house, and we're down to one out of seven, the last one. Wow. Oh, and I became a grandmother.
1: Yeah. That's right. Be- I mean, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, that so
0: happens. There are a
1: few things going on. Come on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. So maybe a few exciting things. Yeah, I'm a GMGG.
2: Aww.
0: Gigi Glamma, I can't, I, I can't Glamour. decide. <laughs> but <laughs> my middle son, um, what is it? Uh, he's going to s- whisper in her ear as she grows and uh, influence ma Don't I look like a Mima? <laughs> I don't think Meemaw. you look like a Mima. No. You guys think- need to look Shannon Olivero up on Twitter. <laughs> And uh, see if I look like a meme, and DM me and let me know if I look like a meme.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but for the show today, I'm I'm really excited. Ev, we're at Trinity Cafe, right. which was my launch into hunger relief. This is where I started. Uh, we merged with Feeding at Tampa Bay in 2019. Uh, I sat down at one of these tables uh, during my interview and met a young woman named Mary, who told me. Um, that she was completely alone and all she had was her friends at Trinity Cafe. So that was my launch and uh, what built my passion to making sure there were meals on tables. And today... Uh, we have our executive chef, Daniel Graves. Welcome to the show, Daniel.
3: Thanks for having me. This or actually blast. I call you chef. Yeah. Chef's fine. Everyone calls me chef. <laughs> yeah. I could be in a mall and someone goes, Hey chef. I'm like, dude, <laughs> Where? you saw a plumber. Would you scream? Hey plumber. I, mean, you know. I was going to say, what do you prefer though? <laughs> I love when they call me chef. It's a tremendous sign of respect. And when they continue that, even for friends who I've known for 10 or 12 years or worked with 15, 20 years ago, and they still call me that to me, that's the greatest compliment I can get.
0: Well, it's kind of a badge of honor. It's like a mister or a missus or a glamour, you know, (laughs) it's, uh, it's, it's kind of like you work really hard. You put a lot into it. Um, through my years at Trinity cafe, you know, I learned it's an art, you know, it's not just, um, cooking. It's it's an art. There's a lot to it. There's an understanding. There's a math, there's a science, (laughs) there's a lot.
3: It's, it's an art. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, it really is. If you're going to do this for a living, you have to adapt the lifestyle with the passion because it's you know they go hand in hand but the lifestyle's very very tough it's brutal and a lot of people don't stay in it for over 20 years they usually a lot of chefs that I know who were in the industry now are selling product they sell food because they know it better than anyone who better to be the salesman for a food company than a chef
0: how did you choose this lifestyle
3: I chose this lifestyle um, because I came from a family where my mother and father worked a tremendous amount. They both worked two jobs. Uh, I have uh, one brother and two sisters. And basically what it was, my grandmother would watch us in the absence of my mother and father. And she watched Julia Childs. Oh. So we had to sit like soldiers on the couch, not move, <laughs> and watch Julia Childs. And I remember doing it as early as I was probably two and a half, three years old. Wow. So I was very antsy as a kid, so I'd get up and I'd go in the kitchen, watch her, because she's cooking with Julia. Back then, that's what you did. Yeah. Julia told you what you bought the next day. Yeah. And you cooked with her. Wow. And she said, if you want to help me, come over. If not, you got to go sit back down. Well, I said, I'm not sitting down over <laughs> there anymore. So I helped out right. my grandmother. That's you,
0: so you escaped the couch. <laughs> By cooking in the kitchen with your grandmother.
3: Exactly. And that's uh, why everyone asks who's your idol. Who is it? Jacques Pepin, you know, uh, Daniel Baloub. No, my idol is Julia Childs in this industry. Yeah. Because wow. I grew up with her, and I also got to meet her at 1993 at the Food and Wine Symposium, which was the highlight of – it's still one of the highlights of my life. And I have her name tattooed on me, one of my couple tattoos, tattooed <laughs> on yeah. me. For, for those of From you who, the...
0: who can't see – <laughs> Although you'll see the promo, which is a little snippet, this mm-hmm. one's covered from head to toe. There's yeah, a story this with isn't everyone. Inked.
3: This is Chef Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, there's a. Uh, I took the autograph from the book, and one of my artists, my tattoo artist, took gotcha. it. And uh, put it on my arm uh, and her, her, uh, her lifespan, how long she lived, to were 93. You,
0: were you able to have a conversation with her?
3: I was. I took a couple glasses of wine. I will not lie. <laughs> because so many publicists and people were coming up to her, mm-hmm. uh, she was the headline of the entire event. And there came a time when she went to go get another glass of wine. And she was alone. And I was beelined right for her and i said i said julia and julia for those people who don't know she was very tall and she a, she was she was uh, hunched over because she was probably about 76 78 at the time and she grabbed my hand she said yes yes mm-hmm. oh. i said You know i just want to let you know that you're a tremendous inspiration for me and you're the reason i'm in this business and she said oh aren't you sweet and uh i said would you mind if i take a picture and she says oh sure sure so i got my camera up not thinking that she's 70 something years old put my camera about a foot from her face Uh, hit the flash and she
0: <laughs> oh no! So the picture
3: I have—I have a couple pictures of her because you know at the end you could go up and take pictures there. But that was that one's one of my favorite because it's just me and her and we had a yeah. little moment together. Mm-hmm. But when she put that. her hand on mine, it was it was quite touching to me. Yeah. Like I couldn't believe it. I was yeah. like, this isn't happening. So it was that was an amazing experience, really.
0: That was wonderful. And at that time, where were you in your career?
3: Uh, at that time, I was working in a fine dining restaurant called the uh, Sandpiper, which was a a restaurant uh, that was uh, fine dining for uh, people who owned yachts. Okay. So, they sold yachts, and then they had this restaurant to support the people who had enough money to buy three, four, hundred dollars boats. Wow. And wow. they would come aboard, and I would cook for them, or I would give them uh, dinner kits that they would then take on their boats, and their private chef would cook for them. So, it was pretty exclusive. It was, a, it was really interesting.
0: Wow. So... Share with us a little bit of your background in your career. So you, when you met Julia,
3: mm-hmm. I was working at the San Well,
0: where was that at? Like uh, San timeline Piper was, in, uh,
3: was in, in Lake Macatawa, Michigan, and I got uh, I ended up there because I was working at Luciano's on Rush in Chicago, and it was about a six hundred seat Italian restaurant, and I'd been there for about three and a half years, and it was hustle and bustle. It was nuts. I mean, it was almost too much for me to bear. So I said, I need to get another job. Well, back then, you could look in the, uh, in, the in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. And I saw this job. It said, looking for a chef, blah, blah, blah. Perfect. And then I saw Michigan. And I'm like, oh, man, I got to talk to my wife about this Michigan. So I called. I sent my resume. She said, I'll tell you what. She's a very wealthy woman. She said, me and my girlfriends, we're traveling a limousine. We're going to Chicago. We're going to dine out everywhere. We're going to come eat at your restaurant without you knowing. Mm-hmm. And we're going to tell you how your food is. And then we'll see if you can, we'll fly up here and you can meet us. So I happened to be out talking to a guest and I saw four women sit down and they, I remember right next to me, they said, we're going to all get the specials. And I'm thinking, why would four women, because we have four specials, why would, why wouldn't they order something from the menu? So then I kind of put two and two together and said, it's got to be them. So I told everyone in the kitchen, I said, "Stop what you're doing." We <laughs> yeah. got a VIP on table 61 or whatever the table was. And they're like, "Chef, who is?" It? I said, "Never mind who it is." Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to get out of this place, right? So, sure enough, we sent the four specials out, and a couple days later, she called me and said, "Can I fly you here? And I want you to meet my husband." Right. And that's how I got the job at the Sandpiper. Uh, From the Sandpiper, I went and worked for William uh, Boyd of Boyd Gaming, or to Blue Chip Casino, which was in Michigan City, Indiana. My first really large property, running six different multi-outlets, you know, we could do uh, 2,500 banquets, huge operation, just incredible. And from there, I decided to even go bigger, and I went to Harris in Joliet back in Chicago. And uh, it's the second largest Harris out of 38 of them. So that was my, like, okay, you know, you, you, you maybe can do this, but keep doing what you've been doing. Don't worry about the size of it. Don't let it intimidate. Just keep doing what you've always done. And that's what I really relied on. Plus, I had a food beverage director who was a very good friend of mine who I stayed in touch with. And he was sort of a mentor in the business. As he was leaving the business, I was really getting into it deep, and I would always call him. And uh, it's the advice he gave me: I said, Chuck, you've been successful you've always been keep doing what you're doing right and I did and I ended up loving it there I mean just incredible operation 30 managers six restaurants uh, staff of chefs managers everybody it was it was crazy but uh uh I loved it unfortunately it took me out of my family uh quite a bit it was just tremendous sacrifice because my kids were starting to grow up
0: right how old were they
3: uh well they're only a year apart So, Mm. they were probably three, four, and five at the time. Gotcha. So, it was brutal. You know, I couldn't make birthday parties. Obviously, casinos never shut down. Never. 365 days. I mean, they're running. All through the night, the lights never went off. So, events, birthdays, like I said, uh, Christmas was rough for me to get away. You know? Like, they'd open their presents and boom, I hit the door. Right. So, of course, every holiday you're going to work. So, that's just how it was, you know? Um, But... That's the business, mm-hmm. you know? It is what it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted to get back into fine dining uh, after that. And uh, after there, I came here and I worked at Malio's for the king himself. Yeah, I, di- I didn't really know who Malio was at the time, but as soon as I say here. Malio, everyone yeah. knew who Malio was. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it was incredible. It was an incredible experience. They brought me in like their family. Mm-hmm. So here I go from this huge corporation, the largest gaming company in the world, Tamaleo Iveroni, yep. quite a stri- quite a switch rather, uh, and I absolutely loved it. Derek's still a great friend of mine to this day, so How very long close were you with at, him. Yeah, at Malia's. Almost six years. I opened okay. up the property.
0: Okay. Wow.
3: Yeah.
2: Okay. Florida Blue, which is Florida's Blue Cross and Blue Shield Company, has been providing health insurance to residents of Florida for more than seventy-five years. As a healthcare solutions company, Florida Blue is driven by its mission of helping people and communities achieve better health. Florida Blue and the Florida Blue Foundation are proud of its long-standing relationship with Feeding Tampa Bay. Feeding Tampa Bay provides a critical service to so many in the 10-county West Central Florida region. And Florida Blue is committed to helping eradicate food insecurity for all of our neighbors in need.
0: So with all your travels and your experience... I'm sure you met some pretty, you crossed paths with some pretty interesting people.
3: Yeah, uh, I've been very fortunate, uh, all by happenstance, like no idea. A lot of times when um, any celebrities make a reservation, for instance, they never make it under their own name. So you don't really know who's coming And sometimes. Right. So we had a, a fine dining steakhouse um, at both casinos where a lot of the VIPs would go. A lot of the heavy hitter, the whales, we call them, the big gamblers, mm-hmm. Well, Michael Jordan was one of them, so I got to see him quite a bit with his security team. But uh, I met Michael's, um, the guy that he thought was the greatest, his idol, Dr. J. I uh, came into All the right. restaurant and was the last one to leave with his wife. Now, we're not supposed to go up to anyone. We're not allowed to, actually. Right. But I said, you know what? There's about 80 cameras on me right now because it's a casino. I grabbed a plate, a B&B plate, which is a little ceramic plate, and I would always grab a Sharpie. And I always said when I get my own restaurant, I'm going to put them all on the wall because that's that's what I have them sign. They don't have them sign a piece of paper. They sign a plate. So I went up to him. I said, sir, do you, would you mind, you know, sign? He goes, oh, absolutely. He stood up next to me. And I was like,
2: Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I gave him a little plate.
3: I'm just looking around, like, well, now you know, I'm busted. Like, hope no one sees this, but no one, no one said anything. I um,
0: love the gesture you just did. You like you lift yeah. the plate over your head like it's a pizza pie. <laughs> Will you sign this, please? Yeah, like uh,
3: we did uh, a lot of cool things. Um, the 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 highlight, though, the one that sticks in my mind, uh, even with Julia at his height in his career, I got to meet Robin Williams. And that was at Malio's. Um, Malio's, uh, they had a party going on. Steinbrenner threw a 60th for Billy Crystal, and the word on the street was with uh, no paparazzi's. We're supposed to know, so we could not tell anyone that he would be showing up. And again, this it was in when he was the best, you know, the right. Oscar winner, the in everything. So I'm standing at the podium, and I waited like where's this guy it's been like an hour like i'm 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 ready to meet this guy or at least yeah. bump into him i'll do something
0: <laughs>
2: so
3: i'm getting ready to leave i told the server i said i'm gonna leave and all of a sudden coming around the corner with his daughter walking by himself no security there he was robin williams and i'm like this is like i'm waiting for like the security guys to catch up to him or something <laughs> right. walking around by yourself like that you know right um so he comes up to the podium and immediately goes into character. <laughs> immediately starts dancing with with the, uh, uh, not the server, the, uh, help me out. Oh, the hostess. The the host. yeah. Yeah. So starts dancing yeah. with her. Yeah. And then uh, starts going in a spiel with me being the chef and starts primping my chef coat and <laughs> changing his voices. And it was incredible. So when he went in the back with Billy... About 45 minutes later, you know, he's doing his thing back there, meeting all the guys, Jeter, everyone was there. And they said, Jeff, you got to come on. I said, what? I said, he's behind the bar. He's <laughs> pretending he's a bartender. I'm like, I got to go out there. So I went out there and sat at the bar, and he's uh, he was sober at the time. So he, I said – this guy's energy and the server's whispers in my ear he had eight espressos chef <laughs> i said eight espressos Good <laughs> job.
0: he leaned into something else oh so, <laughs> so, exactly
3: <laughs> exactly so he just goes into this incredible spiel and and it's amazing like right. on the spot he can do anything mm-hmm. it was blown away like that guy you know was was absolutely amazing he was everything and more experience. than i ever thought he was meeting him in person wow so
0: so, it, it's interesting to me, as you're telling these incredible experiences, your experience as a chef, um, the amazing meals that, that you've been able to place on tables, and the incredible staff that you've cooked with, in the experience, and fast forward to Trinity Cafe, yep. you know, I can't sit here without um, really honoring Chef Benito, because you know, he was my introduction to what, you know, a chef. Um, He taught me so many things and I just got to send him love to heaven because um, he was a good friend of mine. But all of that and what you bring to this kitchen, um, what you teach the fellas and the young ladies that work here and the meals you put on tables for folks for free and the choice you've made to give your time here. Moves, yeah. moves me actually yeah. truly i am actually moved that you're sitting here and the fact that you came here and the pandemic hit and how many meals we were able to put out on tables matt kind of update us on that because it explains so much to me how we were able to do that seamlessly because you were working at a Harrah's putting those kind of meals mm-hmm. out
3: exactly and, at and a
0: retail level that we needed to actually make sure that seniors were eating and families were eating and kids were eating and neighborhoods were eating. And you'd done this before my in casinos. Yeah. You were like, this is what I've done. <laughs> it's, this is a God thing. I'm not even
1: lying um, for sure. And, and that's where, you know, when I talk to people about Trinity cafe and talk about how, it is the highest quality possible meal you could imagine yeah. and executive chef prepared that's not just a line you know it's not yeah. just a marketing thing yeah. like when you listen it's to that facts. resume when you sit down at any of our tables and experience the food it is so obvious that the quality and the care that chef and his team put mm-hmm. into every single meal is just different
0: well, it's a lifetime of experience.
1: It, it is. And it's yeah, it's not sure. a marketing thing. It's no. not a, uh, you know, it's not us exaggerating anything. And in fact, Mm-mm. if anything, we downplay <laughs> yeah, exactly. the yeah. level of quality like, that we, we're talking I, about. I haven't
0: had this conversation with you before. Like, I n- knew that you, knew it was chef, really good, you came but. from experience <laughs> and your food's delicious. Yeah. And, um, I want to speak to your humility, and yeah, uh, which you are very humble. Yeah. Um, about a lot, and I want to say thank you.
3: Oh, you're welcome. Nice. Wow, <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I uh, I to be completely honest, um, I'm not a titles person, I never have been. Chef is the greatest title of all to me, next to being a father, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, dad is the is the greatest. Uh, well, and then husband, because you husband ho- hold your wife in <laughs> no, such a regard, absolutely, yeah, that it's just but, wow, uh, you know, uh, coming here from where I was and from all those experiences. I mean, talk, humility is not really the word. It humbles you at a level that's beyond being humble. When it's 20 minutes late of service and someone comes up to you begging for food, yeah. if you've never had anyone beg for food, not money, not panhandling, for the basic necessity, yeah. the the basic sustenance, food and please, a water maybe. I don't care if it's warm. Yeah. I, it, 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 you know? And – my it's faith kind of tells me that right? I need to feed that person. That's yeah, where right. that comes from. Yeah. Yeah. It says, you know, you, you must do this, and I will yeah. do it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've driven around giving cold waters when it's 110 degrees out. I don't boast about it. I do it because I feel I should be doing it. Mm-hmm. And it is in, not, you know, it's a great honor, but it's a privilege for me to work here. And that's right. how I look at it. And my team is my family. Quite right. honestly, right?
1: I think I, I think, think it's the think perfect, we all feel that way. Yeah, um, it, it's the truth. perfect connection of incredible skill and an opportunity to give back and serve. Mm-hmm. And I know you well enough, Chef, to know that that's exactly how you picture it. Is you, this is your opportunity, hundred percent, to do what you do better than almost anybody for people who need it the most. Absolutely. And and it's such a privilege to work alongside you. And, you know, Shannon to the the point you were talking about earlier, that resume that you just heard, his ability, his dedication to the mission, and even more importantly, to the individual. Mm -hmm. Because that's really what Mm -hmm. it comes down to is the person in front of you that you're Mm -hmm. looking in the eyes. It's less of you know, you can put a mission on a wall or under a logo, but that's not the same thing as standing in front of somebody who's in desperate need of a basic necessity and it's what you've dedicated your life to being the best at and then to have the ability not just to make one great meal but to make 700 great meals a day and then to take that and to blow it out into thousands of meals that go to people who don't know where their next meal is going to come from, who are afraid because they don't know if interaction with a neighbor is going to give them a disease they can't recover from. Right. They don't know if with their business shut down, if it's going to open up again. That's but right. what they do know is a fantastic meal prepared with love is going to be put in front of them. Right. And you did that nonstop for right. two years.
0: <laughs> right. You know?
1: We do that every day here, but for two years through all that fear, through all of that kind of uncertainty, the one thing that we could say to our community Oh, absolutely. Is that there's gonna be a Trinity meal in front of anybody who needs it. Yeah. And Without it's gonna be pushing. a darn good meal.
0: Well yeah, and we got this. Mm-hmm. I, I'm yeah. You know, we were at the um, assisted living facility in Saint Pete yeah. like the first few weeks with Chef Daniel's meals mm-hmm. just Sticking them in freezing freezers, putting them on doorsteps. I mean wow, it just kind of all came together. We had a yeah. total different plan for this podcast, <laughs> which we'll get back to. But I was just I, I floored like and how quick, it all came together. I'm just well uh,
3: one of the beauty of, of having a direct report like Matt is when this happened, Matt said, I said, you know, he said, well, you know, we're going to come at you with, with some, with some real stuff here. Like this is going to get crazy. He said, do what you do. He didn't tell me. He didn't say, right. oh, you're going to do this. He didn't tie my hands. He said, right. do what you do. And that shows that he believes in that. I have the skills to pay the bills, like I like to say, but <laughs> the skills, to, to, the skills to do what was needed, right? And uh, you know, you. he trusted me. Yeah, and that's all I needed. I need someone right. to say, "Listen, just do your thing." Yeah.
0: Right. That's how and, Matt does things. And, and then, let's not
3: forget the team. My team is oh, your team's awesome. Second oh, yeah, to nobody. Yeah. I yeah. I, again, they're my family. I'd do anything for any one of them. Any yeah. one of them at any time, and they know that.
1: And and I yeah. think that's why we as an organization were so confident to step out, to have Shannon stepping in front of cameras and going on the radio and talking to anybody who would listen to say, Feeding Tampa Bay is going to be here for you. Yeah, Because we have people like you and your team who are making that happen. I mean, you turned a restaurant into a full-on production facility in half a day. Mm -hmm. And then we turned out thousands of meals a day and got them You know, handed them off to other Feeding Tampa Bay team members who are just as dedicated, who care just as much, who got them in the hands of people. You know, as Shannon said, she was delivering boxes (laughs) of meals straight to individuals In their apartment complex because Mm -hmm. they needed it, and we were still figuring things out. Yeah, sure, we got more organized as we went along. Yeah, but but in those early days,
0: right? People were afraid.
1: Chef, how many meals can you make? Hey, how many do you need? (laughs) Exactly. I remember that. I was like, I don't think this is going to
3: stop you guys. Like, chef, we're at almost twenty thousand a week. (laughs) What are you doing us? But we did it. You know, it was. And and again, the team, the team. supported me and and that's the key to a good kitchen brigade you must have them buy into your philosophy and they completely buy into what i'm selling and i'm grateful for that because
0: it's more than that it's trust
3: yeah like you said it's a family and that's
0: kind of you know i apologize to the listener we just went down a rabbit hole of memories (laughs) um but we know you were there with us as well and uh we thank you for that but it, it's trust, and that's kind of like one of those keystones at feeding Tampa Bay for us right. as a team all across the board from the warehouse to actually Ev. Hmm. He was in with us too, following around with the camera, documenting everything we did. So we were all in this together and, uh, you know, circling back and going to move forward in this conversation. But I totally get you in a different way from just the first 10 minutes of talking and uh, appreciate you even more than I did before. And and I
1: think it speaks to your point, Shannon, about chef's humility because you walk in here and he's just as likely to be sitting down at a table and checking in on a regular as he is whipping up a roux or something like that, (laughs) right? He's, He's just as likely to help us figure out what the new kitchen in the new facility is going to look like as he is uh, braising pork or whatever. And (laughs) and, and he will do anything and everything that it takes as a director of this organization to make sure we're providing the absolute best to anybody who walks through the door. Mm -hmm. And, and there's just, there's nothing more that we could ask from an employee, from a teammate. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And friend. That's right. So, speaking of that and how we do these things is fundraising so epic chef is coming up are you excited to be a part of it
3: um yeah I missed it last year unfortunately but yes I'm very very excited to be a part of it, it reminds me of the things that I used to do in Chicago there's, there's things like that all the time and for a while I wasn't able to do them and now I am I can go back to them and I, I love I love doing that stuff I absolutely love it
0: I'm really excited that you know you're providing the first course as a chef, you know, at Epic Chef, uh, you guys are going to have to tune in. You can watch live org slash, no, YouTube.
2: Yeah, yeah, I I can chime in. Yeah, so so. (laughs) we're gonna. Well, so I guess just for anyone who isn't familiar at all, Epic Chef is our like annual chef competition with local sous chefs who are going to be competing with mystery ingredients and uh, time limits and awesome. It's just an awesome competition. But you can uh, you can watch the live stream on the Feeding Tampa Bay YouTube channel by just searching Feeding Tampa Bay on YouTube. Um, But we'll also be posting the links to the live stream on our Facebook, our Instagram. All that is at Feeding Tampa Bay, Um, and you can tune in live. You can watch them cook you can vote on the ingredients that they're going to be using Um, it's it's gonna be really cool
0: and you can be a part of it which is this for the first time is because Ev and his genius and Hector (laughs) on our team are making that possible but chef is doing the first course with the charcuterie boards and that is having our own chef involved for the very first time which we're super excited about yeah
3: I am too I'm calling it an eclectic modernized board because I know there's gonna be some people there Who know food really well. I I wanted to step out and do something different than just a regular charcuterie board. Nice. So I really wanted to... to to speak and it will. It's and going that's to be how something. I can eat every day. And
0: yes. then we all
1: one know. of those oh boards God. might get lost on its way <laughs> yeah, into well, our. Well, uh, well,
0: we, we know somebody. <laughs> have right, some
1: Extras right. on the side. When I go to parties, <laughs> I hover over
3: the board. I hope I pick the good stuff because uh, I like to pick, and that's exactly what it is. You know, from artisan cheeses and meats to pickled veg and. An array of condiments from mustards to, you know, dilled horseradish and some really cool preserves. It's amazing. Uh, Honeycomb is is always a really big uh, thing that people like on their boards. Mm -hmm. Fresh Mm -hmm. wild berries. It's going to be something.
0: So what is something you can't do without on a board at home?
3: Uh, If you're doing your own charcuterie board, you absolutely must have a cheese and meat for sure. Okay. Because that's what people look for. That's what they're picking at. So
0: that's the base. That's the base. Next.
3: Um, Next, I would say, uh, I I think the pickling is where you go with it because a lot of that meat is salty. Mm -hmm. And... The sweet and sour that comes mm-hmm. from a pickled cuts through it. So there's reasons for everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You know? um, obviously, you want to have a really good artisan cracker or artisan bread. Because okay. some people like to make little mini sandwiches, which is where the array of different mustards comes in. It's usually mustards. You wouldn't normally put mayonnaise on a, on a board I unless would you infused it. I wouldn't put mayonnaise on it. anything. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> oh, I would. Uh. <laughs> Uh, this is where we disagree, my friend. <laughs> so it's all about uh, it's all about you know weaving and winding and getting all the flavors uh, and nice. umaminess Almost is really what you're looking for on a board. Okay. You want uh, a flavor profile to hit everybody uh, nice. and to hit everyone at the same nice. time.
0: What about the display of it?
3: Uh, is that a preference or yeah? A lot of times they get a little too busy. Okay. Uh, especially the larger ones, they. It almost looks, uh, you know. I, I like to have a direction, and I, I like to to create almost as if it's a piece of clay, and I'm carving from it. I like to make little uh, tunnels and just do different things. Try to make it. I like people not only to look and go, "Wow, it's pretty," but they go, "How did he do that? <laughs> like,
1: who does nice. that?" Oh,
0: I cannot <laughs> yeah. wait for this. So
2: oh, it's yeah. gonna be fun. Remember,
0: folks, you can tune in and
2: watch. Yeah. Want to see some of the best chefs in Tampa Bay face off in an epic cooking event? Check out our annual Epic Chef competition, hosted by the Epicurean Hotel in Soho. Enjoy gourmet food and top-shelf drinks while voting for mystery ingredients that you want to see the chefs use in their dish. This year's event nights are July 18th, July 25th, and August 1st, starting at 7 p.m. Visit feedingtampabay.org slash epicchef to purchase tickets or to save our live stream link and watch from the comfort of your own home.
0: So, you may have your son there. So, take us down why? Because it's a family affair, the chef thing.
3: It is. Uh, my son, Carson, went to culinary school. He worked in stages, some really, really good restaurants here in Tampa. Uh-huh. Uh, I was sous chef at Edison's, uh-huh. which, uh, you know, uh, Jeannie's a uh, James Beard Award nominee like six times. So he got to really work in a French style kitchen brigade Mm -hmm. and got to really see what it was like to get up early, to work late, to get up early again, to work late every day, calls in on your days off, everything. So um, it was starting to get a little crazy for me. He's like, Dad, 32 years you've been doing this? He said, yeah. He said, I'm, I'm a couple years into this. I don't know if I can handle it. He said, I'm like 30 years younger than you. How are you doing this? I said, well, my passion drives me. That's just the way it is. But uh, I said, listen, we may have something over here for you. And he said, what? And I explained what it was and the fact that he could run his own kitchen, which is really what's what any young chef wants to do. You want to make that step. Right. Uh, so our uh, Trinity Three property, our Empowerment Center in St. Pete, um, he took it over when it opened and basically it's the exact same model that we have here at T- Trinity One and Trinity Two, mm-hmm. that in-service restaurant style model, mm-hmm. really pushing on dignity and respect. That's our foundation I mean that's really what we strive for. And uh, he's over there now and he's loving it. He absolutely loves awesome. it. Weekends off, too. weekends off as a chef's pretty rare. <laughs> My son has weekends off. I don't even have yeah, I was going to say,
0: you're still doing that 365 over here. <laughs> well, and, and here's,
1: here's what I love about that kind of combination of young, talented chef looking to have his own place with what we do at Feeding Pinellas. You know, because we serve dinner over there he has an opportunity to take the bones of what's going on here and put a little twist on it absolutely you know and he's creative and he likes to to add a little something extra and you can just watch him and see the joy he gets out of putting a little extra effort and his own touch and his own special uh you know extra bit into what we're putting on a plate for somebody walking through the door. And and it's so fun because he gets to really give people a high class experience. Mm -hmm. You know, in some ways it's even fancier than what we do here at Trinity one or at Trinity two, because he has that extra time and he has, you know there, there aren't quite as many people who come through there every day and yeah
3: exactly and, and
1: he just eats it up you he know? puts yeah. his
3: own signature on it here if we make something he'll come over and say hey dad and i'll say hey man what'd i tell you mm-hmm. chef right and i kid <laughs> him all the time <laughs> yeah so, i tried it dad i can't do it i tried it i just can't do it and i said uh what's up and he says i want to you know i like the sauce you guys did but if i make my own whatever sauce is is it okay if i do that I said, yeah, of course. I said, you're you're improving the dish that we did. You have the time to do so, and I welcome that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, that's that, that's what I want you to do. Right. I want you not to be happy with what we did and say, you know what? I want to kind of do something else. Maybe try, and then let me know how it went.
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
3: Because now I'm learning. The right. teachers learn from the student, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, how did it right. go? What did they say? Yeah. So he wants to elevate everything. That's exactly right. Yeah. he awesome. wants to take it up a notch.
1: And, awesome. And I think the thing you can see so clearly that he learned from you that he has embraced as an employee of feeding Tampa Bay is that dignity piece that you talked about, the interaction with the client, how it, even though he gets to experiment and he gets to own the place, it's not about him Mm -mm. and he knows it Yeah, and he believes it and lives it. And he gets as much joy from watching one of our guests be surprised by what he puts on the plate or be excited about a new taste um and and their experience of dinner at trinity cafe absolutely um, it, it's it's really cool to see how much he's embraced that and, and followed in your footsteps there
3: yeah i appreciate that he's a, i mean i couldn't be any prouder i mean come on he follows into so the young. same occupation <laughs> he's a gentle giant he's you know 275 6'2", and yet he's got the hands of a, of a surgeon <laughs> i mean he's gifted i knew yeah. this when he was younger cause he always cooked with me and he was way ahead of his time working with a knife and preparing things. And, you know, I let him in the kitchen young. I just said, I'll watch him. And, and I, I knew, I mean, I knew he had the bug, but my wife was kind of hoping maybe he would go a little different direction. But, you know, it didn't happen. As the surgeon was mentioned there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I love that he's in the kitchen. So young and caring about those, yeah. you know, that we take care of. So chef, take us back to your home kitchen. Mm-hmm. What is what's a favorite that you cook for your family? What's a favorite meal Honestly, back home? Honestly,
3: uh, the, the family favorite, where the kids will actually come over now that they're all moved out. <laughs> yep. I say, okay, yep. we're coming. Uh, is lobster fried diablos one of my Ooh. favorite? I use cold water tails, um, usually um, Chilean cold water tails, and then what I'll do is um, I poach the lobster meat in butter, clarified butter. Oh. So I do a slow poach. Well, the Which diet. Just, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah this the is diet version. This is not the uh, – but, but uh, I also infuse uh, – uh, I infuse vodka with um, chili flakes. So Whoa. I make – I flash it the pan or hit the pan once it's got a light sauté on it with uh, uh, chili vodka which Ow. gives it a f- I mean, of course you off the alcohol but it gives it a flavor that is unpronounced but is pronounced at the same time Ooh. and my family goes crazy I've been making that my kids have been so spoiled with food they've been eating <laughs> lobsters they were like two two years old I'm not kidding you taking leftovers to school I can oh, only imagine wow. what they, kids they are all saying the, right that's
0: their table yeah yeah, yeah like right who? yeah <laughs> <laughs> that,
3: that's my that's my comfort, Italian wife's favorite dish. And basically what it means is, obviously, fra what means that it's just a spicy lobster dish right. with pasta. Yum. Man. yeah. It's a, and
1: is there a particular pasta you always use or do you mix it uh,
3: up? I like... Uh, my favorite's probably bucatini. Bucatini is oh, yeah, the I round like pasta too. with the tube. It looks like a little tiny straw because the yeah. sauce fills the tube. Yeah. And that's the purpose of it. Mine too. So every bite is... You know, do you make amazing. your own pasta i have i have but you know right now there's so many good dried pastas out yeah. there that i've heard so many chefs say the same thing like it's nice to make and to say that hey that's homemade pasta put it on a menu but there's so many good dried ones that you, you you really don't need to do it anymore i mean it you know it has its place in raviolis and other things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh but i i don't know i i it's just it's just something that i wouldn't want to take the extra time to do when i can get a bought product and uh Technically, you still made the dish, right? <laughs> yes, yes. To, it's still so homemade, have to tell baby. Tell everyone, right. by the way, right. <laughs> that the Checo pasta, get rid of the boxes, get <laughs> yeah. those things out of the kitchen. That's what I do when I have a dinner party. I no, get you buy, out.
0: no, 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 you buy it and you put it in
3: the pretty jar on the
1: counter. So, let me flip it around for you and ask if you're gonna let somebody else cook for you, what do you like to eat? Oh,
3: yeah, I have a tattoo of it on my arm actually. Uh, it's a hamburger. Okay Hamburgers are my All time favorite When I was a little kid And we would go to a To a um, Very Because I've cooked So many different things I go right Right to basics Immediately Right to the classic Favorite in the classic Every
0: chef I've talked to uh, Pizza hamburger, hamburger Pizza Hot dog Every restaurant We would go to They
3: would order for me they'd, they'd hand me a menu My mom said He doesn't need a menu He's getting your hamburger That's it Done Yes Another hamburger So that's my All time favorite You know yeah.
1: Now, what, when you prepare what toppings? them,
3: yeah. yeah, yeah, let's go
1: with that. Uh, what
3: toppings? Well, I can get a little crazy with that. I like truffle cheese, you know, it's mm-hmm. got little black truffle flakes in it. <laughs> I'm big on mustards, I kind of collect mustards. I probably have about 10 12 different ones. I love mustard, sweet onion, preferably Vidalia if it's in yeah. season, heirloom tomato. Uh, so if you're gonna make a really nice burger, and recently I, I had Wagyu burgers for the fourth I cooked. So nice. I just took it up a step. Mm. You have to have good ingredients. If you're gonna cook that type of burger, you need good ingredients. What do you so mean? No I, Velveeta? No, <laughs> no, no, no American cheese. My, and I my don't like it either. Bed. I'm just kidding. Somebody was talking
0: about Velveeta back in this that they used their mom used it in the seventies. I was like, Ugh.
3: so that that's pretty much it. Artisan lettuce, maybe arugula. Nice but really top notch ingredients and then let them assemble.
1: So do you have a place if you're gonna go out and grab a burger around here?
3: You know, there's a place called The Burgers not far from here, huh. and I drive by it all the time. Uh, I'm not sure what the road is. It's the one that runs along the uh, the Buck Stadium and their practice. That road. It's on, yeah, it's on, yeah. As you're heading to Del Maybert, it's on the left-hand side, uh, it's called The Burger. I, I've been wanting to check it out, and I'm not giving them a plug or anything because I've never been there, mm-hmm. but I've heard that that's a great spot. Okay. Um, I don't know, uh, you know, Molly's is a pretty great burger. Yeah. It's all about yeah. the Definitely. blend. It's gotta be brisket, chuck, it's gotta have a good
1: blend. So I'll give you one to check out, that has, it. they call it the Three Kings Burger, it's at Craft Street Kitchen.
3: I know it, that. I know that. It's, kitchen. Uh, in
1: Oldsmar, yes, And it's called the Three Kings Burger, and it's that blend of Wagyu, oh yeah, yeah, brisket, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Chuck. Nice. That's
1: me. Oh, it's so good. I gotta try it. I this, gotta try that. Try, I'll drive. All right, this it's a f- date,
0: fellas. Was, <laughs> hey, let's go to dinner.
1: That was I'll my drive Father's Day for burger. A great burger. I don't mind at all. Yeah, that was my yeah. Father's yeah. Day burger right there. That's wild. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's so good. They do a good old fashioned too. So there's lots of fun things. Oh wow. Okay. Meal complete. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding.
0: Okay, so we're gonna. Leave the listeners with this five basic things you need in the kitchen.
3: Okay. Five basic things. One is a nice saute pan, a large saute pan. Mm-hmm. Made in, makes the best pans on the market. Okay. The gentleman, the chef who started them is the chef of Alenia, the top restaurant in the country. Designed these pans, they're amazing. They're expensive, but that pan will last you 30 years if you take care of it the right way. Another thing, I think you need a good skillet, a good seasoned skillet. You never wash them. You only wipe them out. You season them with salt and oil in a 500-degree oven, usually 20, 25 minutes. They're about 35 40 bucks. You can do anything with a skillet. You can fry eggs in it. You can blacken. You can do whatever you want. Uh, some type of food processor to help the people who aren't so good at chopping or maybe are afraid. A lot of people are afraid using a big knife. Mm-hmm. So a food processor goes a long way. Um, I believe a Vitamix is essential as well. There's so many things you can do for sauces and pureeing, uh, different accents on plates that that comes in handy. And uh, I'd say that probably the last thing is, uh, well, I'd say two things. One is a good pepper mill because fresh yeah. pepper – It's unlike the dust that sits (laughs) in some of these grocery stores. It's the real deal. Yeah, absolutely. So, And a a coarse grind. And then a good set of tongs. Hmm. A really good set of stainless steel tongs. Okay. And you're good to go. I mean, you can do a lot with that.
0: Yeah. What about foods?
3: Foods? Yeah. Yeah,
0: Something you need to keep in your pantry or fridge. Listen,
3: butter, real butter. Yeah. Yeah. Unsalted real butter. You don't ever... I mean, I don't ever buy salted butter because I can put salt in it with kosher salt or whenever I want. I don't need something already salted. Okay. So I prefer to taste it at its beginning stage and then build the layers from there. Uh, so that's one thing. I would say the, the other is a good olive oil. Hmm. Okay. Very important in cooking. Now, not extra virgin necessarily because if you're searing uh, you know, a chicken... Uh, let's say a chicken pie art or, or a cutlet, chicken cutlet, excuse me. That's, if you're searing a chicken cutlet, you wouldn't use extra virgin olive oil. It imparts too much flavor. If I'm making a vinaigrette, I'm going to use extra virgin olive oil. So you want to use, because it's a first press olive oil, so you want to use a second or third press, which would be a pomace olive oil. It's not as strong. It's not green. It doesn't overpower the food, but yet accents a vinaigrette in a salad. So that would be okay. another... So, there's two things that aren't necessarily the greatest, I guess. But uh, those are, those are, uh, and and vinegars. I'm a vinegar guy. I have every kind of fig vinegar, sherry vinegar, because again, there's so much you can do. Acid is so important in cooking. And it's a lot of times when I taste people's food and they're like, what do you think? I want to tell them, man, if you put a squeeze of lemon in it, it would be amazing. It's kind of flat. I don't say that. I may hint. How about, you know, if it was me, I would put lemon in. Mm-hmm. So, uh, acid is very, very important in cooking as well. Some form of acid. And I, okay. I like balsamics, white balsamic. Oh, yeah. uh, vinegars are very, very important. Um, other than that, You know, you have to have your sweets. I mean, I got to keep some in the house for mama. So, you know, chocolate in the freezer or whatever, uh, whatever she wants, I do. But there's those are really the basics that I and a a good uh, a good canned tomato, usually uh, either Alcocino's or uh, uh, San Marzano's Hmm. tomatoes. Because my wife's telling I do so many different things with a good whole tomato. And the sweetness is perfect in the San Marzano. Of course, they've been around for over 100 years. So Italian people are always going to tell you San Marzano's. Yeah. So that's that's the other thing we always have.
0: Wow.
1: Gotcha. My kitchen just got better. Yeah, right? Yeah, we just (laughs)
0: elevated. And remember- you do whatever she wants.
2: Yeah, every, so
0: that right. is for the, That is, we're going to wrap the episode with yep, that. Yep, that's a good bow. Because I can. Um, <laughs>
2: <That's awesome. laughs>
0: and we'll and chat Jesus at speaks. you next time yeah. with Stick yeah. a Fork in it. Thank you so much, Daniel. Thank, Thank you. It's a pleasure. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed this, getting to know you better. I am certain um, our listeners, I know our team that are fans are going to oh, love yeah. hearing more about you. And uh, I appreciate you. Thank
3: you so much. Thank you. I appreciate you, Chef. Thank you.
2: You can learn more about Feeding Tampa Bay and how to join the movement at feedingtampabay.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Feeding Tampa Bay.